If you're still using a Nokia 3310, then you can simply ignore this episode, go back to living in the 1990s and get on with your day. But for everyone else out there who's using a modern smartphone, then I'm going to share with you the seven signs to tell whether your smartphone has been hacked, what to do about it, and how to help prevent your phone being hacked in the future. Later on in the episode, we're going to hear from Annie with this week's TechSess Tech Update. And make sure you stay tuned to the end of the episode for this week's intriguing Intel of the Week and Gigglebytes. But before we get into the episode, if you're the person responsible for dealing with the IT and cybersecurity in the business, then you've come to the right podcast. Every Wednesday, we upload a new episode packed with information to help you ensure you get the right technology and security in place. So if that's of interest to you, go ahead and hit that follow button in your podcast app. Okay, let's get into today's episode. We're going to get started by talking about some of the ways that your phone can be hacked. And then later on, we'll get into talking about the main signs to spot to find out whether your phone has been hacked. And then by the end of the episode, I'm going to share with you some top tips on what you can do to prevent this from happening to you. So some of the ways that your phone can get hacked is number one, phishing scams. So this is the classic, typical phishing scam that we've all seen in email and things. But phishing scams can come in other ways. They can come via text message, which we would call a smishing scam or SMS phishing scam. And this may be a trick to get you to download a malicious app or an app that contains malware or something else or a file onto your device, which then could compromise your phone. It could also be a SIM swapping attack. So this is not particularly hacking the phone as such, but is basically transferring your phone number as the victim to a new SIM card, which can allow hackers to intercept your messages and calls. And this can be used to then reset your MFA codes, right? Because if you've got any logins which send you a text message to then log into a system, if the attacker is now receiving your text messages, then they'll be able to request those MFA or 2FA codes to get into your accounts and they'll be able to then start resetting your passwords and things. Next up is malicious apps. So this is, would be a follow-on from that phishing scam that I talked about just a minute ago, where after a successful phishing scam, the goal is to get the user to download a malicious app, which may contain malware. So you need to be careful about where you download your apps from. And of course, also just making sure that you are not just going and downloading apps yourself that just you know happen to look you know maybe too good to be true, for example. Unsecured public Wi-Fi. So you need to be really careful about using any device on an unsecured public Wi-Fi network because hackers can exploit these networks to intercept data or launch attacks. A common one would be a man-in-the-middle attack where this is another malicious user that's also logged in to the public Wi-Fi who may be able to set up some traps to intercept your network traffic, which means they might be able to see the passwords that you're typing in to access websites and things like that. So you need to be really careful when you're using these things. Next up is any vulnerabilities in your operating system. So exploiting security flaws and outdated software is common and your smartphone isn't immune to this. So you need to make sure that your phone is running the latest operating system. It doesn't have to be on the latest, newest update as long as 
it's on a supported version of the operating system. Of course, you want to make sure that any time it pops up and asks you to update, then you should go ahead and do that. Most smartphones nowadays, though, are pretty good at doing these things during the night when your phone's on charge at the side of your bed. And quite often, they won't even update unless they are on charge and have, say, at least 50% battery life. And then the final way that your phone can be attacked, it's not the only way, this is not a comprehensive list, but some of the most common ways you may want to think about. And this one's got a really cool name. It's called Juice Jacking. And this is where you use a compromised charging station or a compromised charging cable, which installs malware or steals data through the USB connection. So always be careful of borrowing someone's USB cable, particularly if you're in a public place like an airport or something and you see a charging cable plugged in, you go, ah, it's convenient. I'll just use that. Be very, very careful when using these things. And it's always best that you carry and use your own charging cables for your phone. So let's get into the seven signs that will tell you whether your phone has been hacked. Number one is spotting any unusual or inappropriate pop-ups. So one sign the phone is hacked is if you notice any pop-ups appearing when you're using your phone. So it might even be inappropriate ones. So random pop-ups appearing on your phone is one of the biggest signs that your phone's been hacked. Something just doesn't look quite right. Number two is that you start noticing higher data usage. Now, some of us have unlimited data now. Certainly, you know, I can't even remember what the data limit is in my contract, but we have huge amounts of data now on our contract. So it might not be as noticeable because you might not be hitting your data limits, but higher data in usage may indicate that your phone has been hacked. So if you see a spike in the amount of data that you're using, if you've got any way to track that, if you whether it's within your phone or with your mobile phone operator, if they're able to give you these kind of reports and you've not been using your phone any more than usual, then it could be a sign that your phone is hacked, that you may have installed an app that is you know, sending data or is using more data to talk back to a server somewhere or something like that. So higher data usage is in at number two of the ways that your phone has been hacked. Number three, you see an app that you didn't download that's now appeared on your phone. So if you've had your phone for a while and you notice any unusual apps that you've not installed, these could be from malware. It could be because you clicked on a link and it downloaded and installed an app. And if you don't know what malware is, it's a type of malicious software that cyber criminals could use to then spy on their victims, steal sensitive information or steal passwords that you're typing in and things like that. And depending on the type of malware that was installed on your phone, it can do different things. Some malware may stop you from being able to use your phone at all just by disabling it. Next up, number four, that your battery drains quickly. Now, we all know that our phone batteries don't last forever, right? You get a new phone, the battery seems to last for days and days and days and days. And a couple of years later, you've got to charge again by lunchtime, right? I swear that the phone operators do this deliberately to make sure that you're buying the latest device. But regardless, phone batteries are pretty good these days. But if your phone habits haven't changed and you notice that your battery is draining much, much faster, this can always be a sign that your phone has been hacked and something else may be running in the background that's eating up your battery life. Now, before we get into the last three signs that your phone's been hacked, here's Annie with this week's Texas Tech Update. Hey, it's Annie with your latest tech update. Everyone hates passwords. 
They are a pain. Having to create them, enter them, and then enter them again when you've got one character wrong. Oof. Well, I have good news. Google has made passkeys its default sign-in method. What are they? A revolution in online safety. You can log in with a simple four-digit pin or your biometrics, your fingerprint or face. It's that easy. And creating a passkey is easy too. Visit Google's official passkeys site, set it up, link it to your phone, and you're good to go. They're not just simpler, they're 40% faster than traditional passwords, and 64% of people find them easier to use. Google's making passkeys available in more places, from Uber to eBay, and soon even WhatsApp. If you need a hand introducing them to your business, get in touch. That's your tech update. More next week. But first up, I just want to tell you a little bit about the IT services buyer's guide that we have. This is a free document on our website. You don't have to enter any information to get access to it. You just need to head over to www.m3networks.co.uk forward slash buyer's guide and you'll be able to click the link and get the download. And this is going to give you loads of information to help you understand the questions that you need to ask any potential IT partner in your business or indeed just go back and ask these questions to your existing IT company and then you can help find out whether you're being served correctly and whether there's any gaps in the IT support services that you are being offered. Now let's get back to the episode. So getting into the last three signs that your phone has been hacked. Number five is that you can't log into your accounts anymore. So you may not notice your phone is hacked before it's too late. Cyber criminals may have already used malware to figure out your passwords and compromise your account. So if you can't seem to log into your accounts, even though you know that you're entering the right credentials, it might be because your phone has been hacked. And this is especially true if they're accounts that you only access through your phone and not on any other device. And at number six is that you start receiving 2FA or MFA code requests. So multi-factor authentication, we all know what that is these days. I've talked about it so much on the show. This is where you get sent a code or something else to be able to log into your online accounts. So if you start receiving codes that you didn't request, this could mean that someone's tried to gain access to one of your accounts. And because a cyber criminal then has potentially stalled malware on your device, they'll be able to see the 2A or MFA codes as you receive them which they can then use to get access to your account. So if you start getting lots of multi-factor or 2FA, two-factor authentication code requests, that's a massive sign that someone is definitely trying to get into your accounts. Lastly, and at number seven, is that your phone's camera indicator light is on. Now you've probably noticed that when you use your phone's camera, there's a light that turns on to indicate the camera's being used. It doesn't apply to all phones. Some phones may do this, some phones not. But if you're not using your camera and you notice that your phone's camera indicator light is on, this may be a sign that your phone is hacked. And a piece of malware on your phone may be using the camera to take photographs and do other things like, you know, maybe record audio, take videos and things like that. So that could be a spyware that's been installed on your phone that someone's using to get access to your phone's camera. So there's my top seven signs to spot whether your phone has been hacked. Next up, I'm going to share with you what to do if your phone's been hacked, as well as some tips on how to protect yourself from falling victim. What should you do if you think that your phone has been hacked? Well, the first thing to do is 
start changing passwords. This is pretty critical and is common to do in any sort of cyber attack is to start changing key passwords and particularly focus on things like your email password. It might be best to do this on a computer than your phone because if your phone has got malware installed on it, then the last thing you want to do is start entering new passwords onto that device. You know, we know that a person has maybe around about 100 different passwords for logins for things. So this means that obviously changing them all can be a real hassle. So the best way to do this is by using a password manager that can help you quickly change all the passwords to new ones that are strong and unique. The second thing that you want to do is to install any suspicious apps. So I said earlier that one of the signs that your phone might be hacked is you notice apps you didn't download. So definitely don't open them, even if you're curious about what it is, just leave it there, delete it from your phone immediately, which can ensure that these apps can no longer spy on you or steal your data. And then if things are really bad, you may have to think about factory resetting your phone. So the only true way to remove a malicious hacker or potentially malware from your phone is by factory resetting it. I'll give you some tips on how to do this, and this is correct as the time of publishing this. But of course, if there's any future updates to your operating system, these steps may change slightly. But on an Android phone, of course, make sure you back up your device, go into your settings, just type reset into the settings search bar, tap factory reset, tap what it says to reset the device. If asked, enter your phone's password, tap reset all, and then wait for your phone to reset. And of course, if you've got that backed up in the Android backup, or for example, if it's Samsung and the Samsung backup software, you should be able to download a copy of all your data with contacts and apps that you have installed and everything else. Now for iPhone users, again, make sure you've got a backup of your device. So if you're using iCloud, make sure you've got a current backup of everything, photographs, all sorts of things. Go into your settings and settings, you go to the general tab and tap where it says transfer or reset iPhone. And if asked, you need to enter your phone's passcode, then confirm that you want to reset your phone and wait for the phone to reset. Once the phone resets and it's back to its factory default configuration, once you log back in and log into your iCloud account, all of your data, contacts, everything else you had in your last backup of your phone is going to download and reinstall and then you'll be back up and running. So a bit of an inconvenience, but it's a guaranteed way to make sure that your phone is now clean from any malicious software or any hackers that have been into your phone. Finally, I am going to share with you some tips on how to keep your phone safe from hackers. Now, some of these things are things that you can learn to be better at. And of course, technology is always there to kind of save the day or help to prevent your phone from being hacked. So the first thing you want to do is get good at spotting phishing scams. Talk about this a lot in the show, but the first line of defense is the human, right? And we all know most cyber attacks are as a result of human error or a human doing something stupid usually by clicking on something without actually taking the time to double check whether this is a phishing scam. So get good at spotting phishing scams. Next thing you want to do is don't download from malicious websites. Always stick to the verified stores for your particular phone. So if you're a Android user, stick to the Google Play Store. And if you're an Apple user, then stick to the Apple App Store. Now, I would say the App Store is generally safer than the Play Store because Apple have a lot more restrictions and verifications that go on 
for apps that go on there. With the Google Play Store, it's a bit more of the Wild West. You tend to find there's a lot of rubbish on there. And that's where you can get a lot more apps that contain malware or kind of dodgy stuff. Just make sure you're only downloading from these places, but also make sure you double check the apps, which leads me on to my next tip. And that is check the permissions that apps are asking for before you install them. Now, this is one thing that I always especially do whenever my kids want to install a new app is I always check the permissions that the app is asking for on the device. If the app is asking to track your location, if it's asking to have access to contacts, if it's asking to be able to use your microphone or your camera and things, and you're thinking, well, actually, this app doesn't need any of those things. Like, Why does this game need to know where I am? So common sense prevails. But and we know a lot of people, you know, just see the thing, click install, and they don't bother checking these things. Just it takes literally 30 seconds to check. And I mean, I'm an iPhone user and Apple make it really easy before you in install anything to check the permissions that that particular app is asking for. And if you think that app's asking for a bit too much, and I don't think it needs access to these things, then you should really double check whether this is the right thing to be installing on your phone. Another thing that I check as well is where's the developer based? If the developer's in Russia or China, then these could be red flags that this is not maybe a legit app. Although having said that, we know that a lot of the big apps and things come from these places now, thinking of TikTok and things like that. But you still need to be really careful and just understand that these countries that I've already mentioned are countries where a lot of the malware loading apps come from. So just be cautious about the countries as well as the permissions that you're installing apps from. And a few more tips before we wrap up this episode is one, to avoid using public Wi-Fi where possible. Now, if you're traveling out and about, it's very easy to want to just use free Wi-Fi when you're in the airport and things like that. So if you're a business owner and you don't supply company phones to your staff, it's not very fair to expect your staff to obviously use their phone for business and use their data allowance that they are paying for. So of course, they're probably going to connect their phone to free Wi-Fi, but you should always make sure that their devices are protected by using a VPN. If you want to discuss how VPNs on your smartphones can help protect your users, then go and book a call with me and we can have a chat about some of the services that we have here at M3 Networks that can help protect mobile phone users. And the next thing we want to talk about is just to reiterate the importance of keeping your phone software up to date. So not only the operating system, but your apps as well. Make sure everything's kept up to date. And lastly, avoid using any public charging stations. So like I said, don't just pick up a cable that you see in an airport and plug it into your phone because it may have been planted there for a specific reason for the next victim to come along, plug it in, and you get that juice jacking going on where the software in the phone cable is able to then start monitoring your traffic that's going in and out of your phone. It's not just charging your phone, it's also transferring data, remember. So it's able to start exploiting your device and maybe installing malware or monitoring what you're doing online. And the final piece of advice I want to give is that if you're in business and you have company devices or you're allowing staff to use their own device or bring your own device scenario, you should definitely have a call with your IT provider about mobile device management. We use a few different things here at M3 depending on what people have in their particular situation. 
But if you want to have a chat with me about any of the things that you've heard in this episode or how we could help protect your mobile phone users, then you can head over to m3networks.co.uk forward slash meetmark. You'll be able to see my diary and book an initial 15 minute free consultation and we can start to have a chat about what we can do to help your business. Intriguing Intel of the Week. Did you know that the original layout of the QWERTY keyboard is actually the outcome of a solution that was designed to slow down the typing speed? So the initial versions of typewriters made back in the 1870s had a few technical issues. The metal arms which hold the characters on them used to clash and jam if the keys were pressed in rapid succession or if a typist pressed adjacent keys simultaneously. So the current layout of the QWERTY keyboard was actually finally designed by E. Remington and Sons, which solved the problem of jammed type bars. And if you're wondering, it's the same Remington and Sons founded in the early 1800s in New York, which makes firearms. Time for giggle bites. What happens when a hard drive gets into a fight? It asks for a backup. So that'll do it for this episode. Be sure to check out texaspodcast.com, which has over 100 other episodes of content just like this one, all aimed at helping you to get the right IT and cybersecurity for your business. 